breaking news from The Athletic. This is Rich Hammond from The Athletic, co-host of the 11 Personnel Rams podcast, and I'm here with Jordan Rodrigue to talk about some breaking news. Jordan, the Rams have made their big trade. Jared Goff and some draft picks on their way to the Detroit Lions for quarterback Matthew Stafford. Jordan, we knew this was a possibility in the last few days. Are you surprised at how quickly it came together? And what does this mean for the Rams now going forward? I would say that I thought that this process would take a couple of weeks to determine whether they had a market for Jared Goff. But once I got to Friday, and as uh, readers of TheAthletic.com will remember, um, I had a story that I kind of was digging on through the week. And Friday, I had some sources tell me that the Rams were actually already in exploratory trade talks with multiple teams. Now, the fact that it was multiple teams meant that the market was already getting driven. It was already circulating, right? It wasn't as simple as, oh, we've we've talked to one team, we've talked to two teams. It was multiple teams, which meant that there was a, a an actual market which starts to cycle around until the one that they want rises to the top mutually. And so that that was, I was like, okay. So I remember, Rich, I was slacking you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this could happen pretty quick. Now, Saturday night quick, I mean, uh, Jared Goff, to quote general manager Les Snead, was a Los Angeles Ram on January 26th, unquote. On January 30th at 7 p.m., when a source told me that the trade details were finalized, Jared Goff was not. So in comes Matthew Stafford, and out goes, as we said, Jared Goff, first-round draft picks in 2022 and 2023, the Rams having already sent their 2021 draft pick to Jacksonville as part of the Jalen Ramsey trade. There's also a third-round pick this year um, going to Detroit. But they get Matthew Stafford, Jordan, and they obviously see him as an upgrade to Jared Goff. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making this move. Uh, Matthew Stafford, older. He'll just he's about to turn 33, much more experienced. Um, so what's the thought process here? Right? You wrote it in your column that they see a little bit of a window here, mm-hmm. right, with the way this roster is constructed. This is a move for the short term, not necessarily for the long term. So my understanding is that they could and will try, uh, they could very well try to tack on one extra year to Matthew Stafford's two-year $43 million deal, Um, maybe uh, another year and then an out, uh, maybe another two years with an out clause, things like that, because they are not only wanting to make the contract more friendly to a really cap-tight situation that they're facing this year with a cap deficit, but also... They are aligning this guy with the windows of of sort of the um, the prime of some of these core players, and most notably Aaron Donald, who is 29. And yes, you know he's under contract through at least I think it's what 2025 is when he's under contract until or becomes a free agent in 2025. Jalen Ramsey, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Also, obviously Andrew Whitworth expected to come back if they can do a little bit of negotiating there. And he's 39. And so they're building to win while they have these players in their prime in that window. They have gone all in on these contracts, as we know, and they've mortgaged the fact that they don't need their first round picks or don't want them, (laughs) depending on who you ask, and are going to plug the rest of the roster around 
those core contracts and 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 it felt to so many in the building that they are they were so close last last season especially some of the frustration came they felt they were so close they felt like we have the best defense in the league nobody's figured it out we are trying you know we are built to win a championship but the feeling in the building now whether this is right or wrong the feeling in the building was we are just missing a quarterback Right, and that's the you. Uh, everybody should read your column that's now on the athletic app and website. But I think you kind of hit the heart of that um, at the end, where you said a, a lot of Rams fans, a lot of people around the NFL have been asking, "Is Jared Goff holding the Rams back, or is he, he holding Sean McVay back?" And and the answer to that question could only be made by Sean McVay, and and he answered that question, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and and it's been the question really since 2019 because the sense. As I as I've been sort of gathering for the last, I would probably say actually a couple of months now on on this sort of slowly escalating, then very very rapidly escalating situation, the sense inside the building is defenses were starting to figure out Sean McVay's offense because it was so um, unpredictable and and sort of unseen when it first burst upon the league. And that's when they had the happy times with with himself and Jared and the marriage was was very good. And, and, you know, there was an extension that we can't go without saying that McVeigh really lobbied for this extension that initially uh, gave Jared this contract. And Les Snead and and Kevin Demoff, Tony Pastors, they all worked together on this contract. And and then as time passed, you started seeing it first with the, the Vic Fangio system really hassling Jared Goff in Chicago and then moving forward into what happened in the Super Bowl with uh, Bill Belichick using some of that 6-1 conceptual stuff. And then they start being a little bit easier to figure out. So McVay has to change things and he has to shift things. But as he tried to counter-adjust to those things, the sense was that Jared was not up to speed like, like he was. And again, you can look at this in a variety of different ways. You can look at it as the Rams gave Jared the contract with the understanding of that first system that they built around him, that they were never going to ask him to play outside of himself. But when they started adjusting, the the goalpost moved in terms of what he's capable of and what they required from him. And that's that happens. Teams have to adjust. You adjust or, or you lose in this league. And so, you know, the, the disconnect starts there. And then it kind of moves forward into really, really being needled by these turnovers, 38 turnovers in his last 31 regular season starts. And it's not the fact that they show up on the stat sheet. It's the way that they happened. It was the decision-making process that led to them. And that's something that I think that combination of, of elements really, Sean McVay had his mind made up and he had his mind made up before the season ended. Yeah, I, th- I think so too, Jordan. We, we we talked about it on 11 personnel, kind of the hints along the way. And I think you saw them starting to stack up during the course of the season and especially at the end of the season. But Jordan, maybe we can end with the the draft picks because everybody is uh, noting the fact that the Rams were, are going to go the better part of a decade now without making a first round pick unless they trade back in for some reason, which they 
very well could do at some point. Uh, but you, you've made the point, and this has been a topic over the last couple of years, the Rams' philosophy, especially mm-hmm. with these first-round picks and the, and the difference between drafting in one place and drafting another, uh, this is going to get a lot of attention, them trading away two more first-round picks. But from the Rams' perspective, maybe, why is that not such a big deal, especially if it works out the way that they hope it will? Yeah, it's interesting the way you see, see this framed, I think, uh, nationally, because it's projected as well, how could they do this? We wouldn't do this. But the Rams, you have to frame it from how the Rams see it. You have to kind of put yourself in their shoes and and put yourself within their model. And their model is we don't see a hugely discernible difference in the long-term development of a middle, late middle to late first round pick. And, uh, you know, in the top several picks of the second round, we don't see a big difference in those players. So we believe that we're going to under Sean McVay and having guys like Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, um, Aaron Donald, and for, you know, the, the short term, Andrew Whitworth, Cam Akers, having these guys as our core, we believe we are going to be competitive enough every year to only be picking in that those late first round opportunities because we don't see a discernible difference in that in that uh, sort of range of picks that i just mentioned you know this is the, their philosophy because they don't see a discernible difference they don't think that those picks are that particular pick the first round they don't believe that it ultimately will hold more value than bringing in a proven first round caliber starter who himself was a first you know number one overall pick and and it's really interesting because it 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 shows a couple of things it not only shows how they value that type of of pick versus their value of proven you know success in rounds two through six where the bulk of their roster is made and has been developed into some really, really solid starting players for them. I could list off like 20 at this point over the last three years. Um, And it also shows what they believe their floor to be. They don't, the confidence in their floor is that even if in a worst case scenario, your starting quarterback who you just traded for gets hurt and has to sit out or one or two of your key players get hurt or something happens, you're still going to be good enough to be competitive in order to, you know, not have that high first round pick that would be valuable. It's like anything outside the top. They don't think they're ever going to be picking inside the top 10, which is like that's I mean, it shows you what what their confidence level in and what their evaluation of their own floor is. And so it's really, really interesting, that kind of a strategy. But it's it's working for them. Now, if it doesn't work here, obviously, everyone's on the hot seat because everybody this is a collective decision. Don't let anyone tell you different when the time comes and people are feeling the pressure. This is a collective decision between Les Snead. Kevin Demoff and Sean McVay. And they probably had a hell of a slideshow pitched to Stan Kroenke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a high wire act. There's no question about it, but it, it's fascinating and it's going to make the Rams a team to watch around the NFL in 2021. Everyone, whether you're a Rams fan or not, you're, you're going to want to see how this plays out. So they made their move. Jared Goff on his way to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. 
Uh, Jordan will have the developing stories as they come along. We'll learn a lot more about the Rams' plans for for Matthew Stafford and how they're putting together this new offense. Uh, but that's the news. So thank you for joining our, our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on the story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, just $3.99 per month.